Welcome to another edition of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Happy Thursday, everybody. Well, uh, just a very, very eventful news day yesterday. Um, if you're paying attention, the, the NBA officially suspended the rest of their season, and the NCAA announced that uh, they would not be playing any tournament games going forward in front of crowds, which was a very, very, uh, I, in my opinion, a shocking, shocking announcement from both leagues. Um, the MLB, Major League Soccer, and the National Hockey League all came out at once and announced that they were waiting to see what would happen. They were, they were consulting uh, officials. And there, there should be an update uh, from the NHL today on how to proceed going forward with the season. Um, I believe, in my opinion, that most likely the season will be suspended and then they will just eventually pick it up with the playoffs. I know it's a raw, that will probably be a raw deal for a lot of teams that are just on the cusp with uh, only a few remaining games left of, you know, trying to get that last playoff spot. And it's, it, it should, it'll probably be a, pretty frustrating to those fan bases as well. Um, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the San Jose Sharks both announced that they would not play in front of fans yesterday. Um, yeah, uh, this is this is something that, you know, mo- most of us, if not all of us, have never come across before. Um, you know, last time something like this where it's been, you know, really affected a sport um, in this way is, I believe, the 1919 uh, Stanley Cup Finals uh trophy was not awarded to anyone because of the Spanish influenza. So, you know, that, that gives you a picture of how long it's been since something like this has really affected uh, not only the world, but also the sports world as well. And I'm sure not only a lot of Lightning fans, but as well as a lot of hockey fans um, would be very disappointed if that were to happen. Um, to see the season kind of suspended for a little bit and then just pick it up by the playoffs. I'm sure, you know, some Lightning fans would actually – you know, welcome that just by, by the way the Lightning have been playing. So maybe some time off will give this team, you know, enough time to just relax. But, you know, as a hockey fan, it, it's very unfortunate to see. But you have to look at it from the perspective of that, you know, these the officials in the NHL, they're only looking out for the players. Uh, they're looking out for the fans as well because, you know, this is the only way they're going to be able to combat uh, coronavirus. You know, this is something that's very serious and it, Obviously, has been easily, easily been spreading throughout the United States and the world. So you know they got to do it, figure out a way how you know they could keep the players and the fans safely. And uh, you know, one thing I've been seeing online with the suspension of the NBA season that's interesting to go forward, and I'm sure they'll be taken care of with the NHL officials. I'm sure they'll work something out. Is what happens with the in-ring uh, staff? You know the the, the vendors, the the ticket handlers, all those people, you know, what happens to them? Um, there was, I know the the Dallas Mavericks uh, owner, Mark, Mark Cuban, came out yesterday. He said that they would, fi- they would work out a program and compensate the workers as needed. So that was good to see. And I'm sure a lot more owners were follow suit uh, in the coming days and weeks with that. So, yeah, um, it's a very strange time in the sports world for us, but you have to be positive, um, have to be thankful for your health, have to be thankful for, you know, the health of people around you, as well as 
you know, hockey's still going on. You know, it's nothing's ever definite until they announce it. And I'm sure they'll have an announcement at some point today to give not only the players but the fans um, some more information going forward as to what the NHL will do. Uh, yeah. Until then, just, uh, you know, just just treat this as a normal day. That's how you got to look at it. You got to stay positive. And, and, of course, any major announcement happens from the NHL. Um, I'll probably do a podcast maybe later tonight if, you know, if they do decide to suspend the rest of the season. Um, what does that mean for not only the Lightning, but what does it mean for the rest of the league as well for when they pick up things? Um, so we will definitely, I will definitely keep an eye on that for, for all of you Lightning fans out there. Um, but in the meantime, we're going to just handle things as if the season is going to keep going forward because right now that's what it is is going to happen. So tonight, after coming off back-to-back losses, the Lightning will face the Philadelphia Flyers, um, and it will be the start of a three-game homestead. And I feel like, as of late, the Lightning have been playing a lot better at home. You know, and all stats aside, you could just tell that this team sometime, sometimes when they're at home, they come out with more energy, uh, more aggressiveness, and maybe that has something to do with, you know, being at home and you don't have to worry about traveling on the road. I know they had they had a little bit of a tough stretch a couple of weeks ago with that four-game skid, and I kind of attributed them being on the West Coast. You know, they, they, they had a weird uh, kind of schedule, you know, bouncing around from like, Colorado to Arizona and whatnot, and Vegas. And, yeah, so it was kind of weird, you know. Uh, I'm sure that had a little bit of effect to affect them. Uh, but, yeah, uh, they, they started against the Flyers tonight. Flyers have been playing absolutely incredible this year. Um, I, in preparation of this show, I was just going through some stats and it was unbelievable. I didn't, I knew the Flyers were having an incredible season, but I didn't realize that up until today, just because of course, you know, I don't really follow them as closely as I should. The Flyers are in second place in the Metro and they're only one point behind the Washington Capitals, which is, you know, it's pretty incredible when, you know, who would have thought at the beginning of the season that the Flyers would be on the cusp of taking the lead out of uh, the Washington Capitals' hands in the Metropolitan Division, uh, let alone being one point back with, you know, Pittsburgh in third. So, you know, it's it's that's why they play the games, though. That's why you can't single any teams out um, in going into a season because, you know, that's the good thing about hockey and the good thing about sports is that, you know, you're going to have teams that are going to come out of the woodworks or teams that you're not really going to expect like the Philadelphia Flyers, you know, making the run they are right now. So, yeah, the the Lightning by no by no means have an easy game ahead of them tonight. Um, hopefully they do play the game. You know, it would be unfortunate if, you know, an announcement comes out saying that, you know, the season's suspended and you know, the light, Lightning aren't really able to get one last game in before then. So you know, we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, um, I think the key for this game – is that the Lightning need to just come out and play aggressive hockey because that's what the Flyers are known for. That's what they've always been known for is aggressive, intense hockey. I think that I said in my last episode that I think the Lightning should start utilizing their speed more. You know, obviously, when you have guys like Anthony Sorelli and Tyler Johnson who have the wheels to fly up and down the ice and create scoring chances, um, you know, take really, you know, there was a play a couple of uh, games ago, I believe it was against Boston, where really impressed me. And, you know, Sorelli's been doing this all season, though. That's the thing, you know. It's not just something that he started been 
he started, you know, a couple of games or whatnot. You know, this is part of Sorelli's game. He creates chances out of nothing using his speed. And I think that the, you know, the other guys who have the wheels, because he's not the only one, you know, there's plenty of players on this team who could really skate up and fly up and down the ice. So, uh, they need to start doing more of that. I would like to see maybe, um, not really so much, you know, you really want to stray away from the, the, the dump and go kind of game, you know, because, you know, that really doesn't work. You've seen, you've seen kind of that. If you've watched a couple of Islanders games this year, they've tried that method at sometimes during the, during the season, it's not really worked out for them, but um, you know they they need to they need to go with their strengths. You know they they've been playing a lot more uh, physical hockey lately, which you know is really good to see, especially with the additions of you know Barkley Goodrow and Zach Bogosian and Blake Coleman. You know it's really good to see that they're especially now that they're not backing it down from, backing down from confrontations. Um, that's the one thing that really impressed me in the last couple of games and. Uh, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was during the national broadcast on NBC Sports um, when they played, the Lightning played the Boston Bruins in Boston, um, that Pierre Maguire uh, came out during the game and crit not really criticized, but he said the Lightning have been criticized by those in the media at certain points during the, during the season for, for being kind of a soft team. Not being, you know, not really much so standing up for themselves. And, you know, they've really, I don't know, maybe they heard about that um, after the game, but they've really, since then, have been doing a better job. Uh, you did see it in the Bruins game on Saturday night. Uh, they really stood up for themselves. There was a bunch of scraps. Um, even, you, you know, you, it's always nice to see even, you know, uh, Patrick Maroon and Daniel Char went at it. Uh, so it was you know, it's, it was a, it was a very action packed and physical game in that respect. So, you know, I'm not, like I said, on my couple episodes ago, you know, I'm not expecting this team to go out every game and, you know, get into a fight or a line brawl. That's really not what you want to do because then eventually that's how, that's how players get hurt. And, you know, that's not something you want to see then this, this team already has enough injuries already. So, you know, you kind of want to go out there and play smart hockey and really be physical when it's warranted. Um, they have been doing a, a good job as well as being physical on the boards, fighting for the puck, uh, staying aggressive, especially on the penalty kill, which I is what I think it's one of the most uh, fun things to watch about this team. When they're on the penalty kill, they've been doing a very incredible job, considering they take a lot of penalties, which is something they do need to change. Uh, like I said in my last episode yesterday, that. This team already has, you know, a hole that it needs to dig itself out of. You know, it has it's missing players right now. You, you know, you have Steven Stamkos out, you have Jan Ruda out, and then now you have Victor Hedman out. You know, you're kind of playing. You're starting. You're you're starting the game behind the eight ball, and you know, to to take an early penalty or to give up an early goal, whether it's, for example, that Robbie Fabry goal last night against Detroit, which, you know, you can't be having that. The the, the defenseman. Need to be more aware of who's behind them. Granted, he he was coming off a line change, but at the same time, you can't be giving up easy chances like that. That's something that I've noticed in the last couple of games as well. A, they've been giving up a lot of breakaway chances. You know, granted, a lot of those chances haven't turned into goals, but you don't never want to take that chance. And you know, you can't you can't always uh, rely on Curtis McElhenney and Andre Vasilevsky to bail you out and keep you in the game all the time even though they, those two have been playing very well. 
So, yeah, this team needs to play more physical. They need to stop playing. They need to stop playing, you know, from behind. They need to stop um, taking penalties. But like I said with the penalty kill, let me just go back to that. They've been playing very aggressive, uh, keeping the puck in the neutral zone and forcing it back into the opposing team's own zone uh, to create scoring chances. And that's what, for themselves, that's what they've been doing a very good job. I think Blake Coleman kind of... uh, took the reins of that and kind of started that when he came here, you kind of saw a little bit of a turnaround on the PK in terms of that this team was being more aggressive in that regard. Um, if you saw him, I believe it was in his first game against Vegas. You even noticed that right, right then and there that he was being more aggressive. He was, you know, just trailing behind the puck handlers, you know, just harassing them while they were trying to bring the puck up ice or even into the neutral zone. And that's something that I think they need to play to their strengths because Especially, and I've and I've said this plenty of times, and <laughs> I hope I want to I want to stop saying it, but it's one of those things you need to keep hammering home, especially at this point in the season, and the way this team has been playing, is that when you have certain key players missing from the lineup, like Steven Stamkos, like a Jan Ruto, now like a Victor Hedman, I'm not really they still the team still hasn't released a definitive statement on what exactly is wrong with Victor Hedman. Um, hopefully it's not anything too serious. Hopefully maybe, you know, wishful thinking, he probably took a a shot or something off, you know, his leg or whatnot. And maybe that's the reason why, or maybe it was just a lingering injury that he's had for a while now through the season. And it's, and it just finally caught up to him and he, you know, they decided let's, let's just give him some rest. Um, you need to find when you're missing players, key players, you need to find different ways to win. You can't just insert other guys into the position in your system because those players might not exactly be able to fill that position or that role in the way that you would want them to. Granted, in the absence of Steven Stamkos thus far, I thought this team has really done a very good job on the scoring end of stepping up, you know, having that that mentality of next guy up. And, you know, especially... And I say his name on every podcast because I think he's one of the best players on this team. He's having an absolutely incredible season. And if you haven't guessed it by now, and if you are a usual listener, I'm talking about Alex Kalorn. Alex Kalorn is having an incredible season. Um, and it seems like just from the way his body language on the ice, he has really taken up a leadership role on this team. And he's really going out there acting as kind of like the fill-in captain for this team right now, along with Victor Hedman. Um, those two guys have really taken the reins of this team. Granted, the record hasn't been really what you want it to be in the absence of one of your star players being out, but that is as expected, too, with injuries. You know, um, But he has been having an absolutely incredible season thus far, uh, picking up the slack and scoring. He's probably, uh, if, if, the, if the season is not uh, suspended and they continue to, if they play the season out, He'll probably reach 30 goals. Um, And then, you know, other supporting cast members like, you know, Cedric Paquette and, you know, Andre Fallot and, you know, Tyler Johnson even. And um, even uh, Anthony Sorelli as well. You know, uh, the the list goes on of people who have done a very good job um, with this, you know, filling in and, you know, kind of having that next man up attitude. You know, uh, even Mitchell Stevens, who I raved about on – past episodes you know he hasn't had that much uh time up with the team this year i believe he's only had about you know 30 and change games 
But, you know, when he's up, even if he's, you know, not putting up the numbers offensively, when you're watching the game and the guy's on the ice, you can definitely see his presence being felt and definitely, you know, having an impact on the game, whether it's, you know, being more physical up there. And that's something that's really impressed me, as well as, you know, the newcomers, like I said, with Barkley, Goodrow, and Zach Bogosian and Blake Coleman, those guys have really stepped it up, you know, in the, in the, in the, the physicality part where this team was very much lacking. Um, you know, obviously I said that, uh, I would like to see Blake Coleman maybe put up some points, but maybe that's part of the whole, uh, you know, maybe he's still, you know, he's still trying to get on the same page, still trying to find his own niche within this team. You know, as long as he's going out there, he's doing what he's really supposed to be doing. And that's killing penalties and being physical and, you know, just being a harassment to the other team then, and the team's winning games, then I have no problem. Um, he's been doing a very good job, though, uh, setting up other players with scoring chances. And, you know, he's had a couple of shots here and there where uh, he had very good chances to put the puck in the back of the net, and he, you know, just missed the net by maybe a couple of feet or so. Um, maybe that's just him just trying to be too fine. And, you know, just – and I'm sure it's looming over him that he's – he wants to get that first goal in with this team. Um, and I'm sure – once he does, he'll kind of get on a little, uh, on a little run. Hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. like I said, you know, it's kind of hard right now to to kind of predict or kind of really see what you know. In a way, try to try to say, well, you know, they're going to try and get a little roll right now. And I know I said a couple minutes ago that you just have to act like the season's going to keep going on, but you never know. You know, who knows when I'm done with this podcast today, recording this. Um, I, you know, the, the league could announce, you know, whatever. So, you know, unfortunately that's the way things are right now. But like I said before, you know, you just need to stay positive. Um, and with this lightning team, even though they haven't been playing consistent winning hockey, um, they've been doing a lot of good things and that's the positive you could take away from this team. Um, you know, it's just, it is frustrating though, when they play an absolutely incredible game hard-nosed, great game in Boston and come out with the win. And then the next night they they lose to, you know, one, not, not a very good team. You know, one of the bottom teams in the NHL, and that's the Detroit Red Wings in a shootout. Granted, if you go back and watch that game, or even if you look at the highlights, um, or even if go back to the last episode when I talked about that game, uh, they – they played very good hockey, and I think the Red Wings just played up to the Lightning's level. Um, and that will happen with sometimes with these lower-level teams. They'll try to play spoiler. Um, you know, they. I think at this point of season for them, they obviously know they're not going to make the playoffs. I believe they've already been eliminated, actually. Um, and they just playing for pride right now. So that's, that's sometimes going to happen with these lower-level teams. And, you know, the Lightning – can't play the level of, and of those teams because the Lightning are way more uh, miles apart, you know, talented than those Detroit Red Wings. And I'm not trying to bash any players on the Red Wings. That's just those are facts. Uh, you look at the record, you look at the stats. That's just the way it is. Uh, but yeah, they they need to they need to consistently play hard nosed hockey. They need to be more disciplined. Stop playing, you know. Stop stop drawing penalties. Um, and that was something that was evident in the Toronto game. They kind of came out sluggish. I don't know. Maybe it was just from getting, you know, just traveling around, uh, playing three games in four days. That could be it. But at the same time, 
you know, you got to come out right off the bat and be ready to play because if not, before you know it, you could be down one nothing, two nothing, and you know, drawing penalties is definitely not going to help your situation or your cause either. So that's something to keep an eye out for. Hopefully, they kind of continue the trend going forward um, with scoring. Uh, you know, even when they were losing, um, when they were on that four game skid, the one thing that they always did, which, you know, was comforting to know that they were being consistent at was the fact that they would come out and score early. But on the other side of that, their issue with all that was that they would be allowing quick goals. So, and, but that also had to do with, you know, them missing some guys. And this was before the signing of Zach Bogosian and, you know, kind of beefing up. Uh, the forward positions with Barkley Goodrow and Blake Coleman. So that was definitely something, you know, that they, they fixed. And it, it was just, like I said, it's been very frustrating to be, to watch this team in recent weeks, just because it seems like the best way to describe it is, you know, uh, a leaking dam and, you know, you plug up one hole, another one pops out. Um, and that's really what it's been. You know, they had the, the defensive issue and it's, um, during that four game skid and even during the 11 uh, game winning streak, they there was a like I said, there was a lot of mistakes or bad habits that they fell into, uh, especially poor puck, uh, poor puck management. That was a hard one to say. Poor puck management was uh, definitely something that um, they had an issue with. And but they were getting away with it. They were winning games. So it wasn't that big of a deal at the time. Of course, you know, when you lose games, it becomes, you know, more, more relevant, more clear. Um, as an issue and it's just, it's just been frustrating because especially when they do play very well, it just seems like on those nights when they, they, they play more of a complete game, it seems like just the other team is just better or just having a better night. Um, and I, and I made that clear in their last game prior to Tuesday's game against the Maple Leafs. That what, last time they played the Maple Leafs, um, that was a close game. I thought they that was probably one of the most complete games they played up until that point during you know their kind of skid, and it was one of those things where you know you just had to tip your cap to the other team, and you know that was evident with the William Nylander between the legs goal. Like it's sometimes there's one of the it's one of those nights where you just got to shake your head and you just got to give credit to the team for being better. Um, and that's that's how it was with the Maple Leafs for the most part um, in this in this game on Tuesday as well is the fact that they you know they I thought you know even though the Lightning got off to a slow start in that game um, I think in the second period the Lightning definitely they they kind of turned it around you know they were being more more aggressive and they were just playing better hockey in that you know in that um that period you know the thing that was really frustrating about that game. And is you know it's there's certain things that this team has been doing and not been doing um, that were negative uh, that you know there's certain things that are in control but the one thing that you know there's this team should have you know no problem doing that's taking shots um, in my last episode I stated that this team's first shot um, didn't take place uh, until 11. 11 minutes into the first period, and that's unacceptable. You can't be getting out shot like that, especially with how good this team is, regardless of who's on the ice for them. So, you know, there's those are just some things to 
keep an eye out for. That's my little rant about, you know, what this team needs to do going forward. Um, and I feel like I'm saying it every episode, unfortunately. I feel like, you know, once this team takes a step forward in the right direction, you know, wins a game, they they just – there's something else that they kind of lack in their game that, you know, you've – it's not something new, whether it's puck, poor puck management, poor defense. Um, some nights they go out there and they just kind of let it hang all on Vasilevsky. And granted, yes, he's the best goalie in the league, but, you know, he needs some help out there. Um, so – yeah, that's that's really all that's been you know plaguing this team. And if they play, if they go out there tonight and play the way they've played um, against you know the Bruins, um, they should have a very they should they should be able to win this game. Um, it'll probably be a tight game. It'll probably be a one goal goal game. You know, it'll probably be maybe something like four two or three one. You know, with a empty netter at the end. Um, uh, but yeah, or if they go out there and they play like they played against the Maple Leafs, I don't see them really having a good chance of winning this game tonight. But yeah, uh, that's it for today's show, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, happy Thursday. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, and like I said uh, numerous times, um, if the if the NHL does release a statement um, concerning what will happen with the rest of the season going forward, I'll try to get an episode out to you tonight. Maybe before the, before uh, their matchup with the Flyers, or maybe uh, after the game, we'll we'll see we'll see how the night play, how the day plays out, and I will get an episode out to you uh, as needed when you know there's updates that are available. So in the meantime, um, if you're you know a fantasy owner and you want to get some more advice on you know what you could do before the season's over, or how to you know maybe get your team into the playoffs or your league. Uh, head on over to Locked On Fantasy Hockey, uh, Locked Locked On Podcast Network's Fantasy Hockey uh, channel. They'll be talking about, you know, they have Tuesday's episodes out. They'll be talking about, you know, some line changes and in, in the NHL, and you know, they'll just be talking about the Pacific Division. Uh, it's a very interesting show, so just ch- go on and check it out. So, yeah, that's been it for the the, the podcast today. That's been it for Locked On Lightning. Uh, hopefully, I'll come to you tomorrow with some good news about the season going forward. Just got to stay positive, though, in the meantime. So, and tune in tonight's game. Hopefully it does not get canceled against the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Happy Thursday, everybody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.